Hi, my name is Ricochet, and continuing the secrets theme, um, I want to tell you a secret about exploring ideas and masterpieces. And the reason I want to talk about this is partly because I just done one, and I didn't press record, so I have to do it again. So that's the reason. And the other reason is because, um, continuing from what I was saying about the pre-film work, um. This exploring ideas was considered to be, well, I think people would now consider it to be part of the drug dealer's revenge thing, but it really isn't. Um, and the reason it isn't is because it was literally exploring ideas. Um, so, for example, um, you can explore an idea within different mediums. It could be art, it could be poetry, it could be novels, it could be film, theatre, all sorts of things. And um, we quite often did... Um, different mediums and one of the mediums that we wanted to do one time was um, art always comes up um, but art was particularly big in this one um, this one and there was quite a few of us we were all interested in doing new things and exploring ideas and stuff so the ideas we were exploring was within the, the art world so within art obviously you can it depends on the eye of the beholder, whether you think it's a good painting or not, or or good sculpture or not. Um, with art, you can basically do what you like. But then, obviously, if it's something that you want on your wall or not, is another thing, or in a gallery, or if you can sell it, uh, you know, it's all relative. But exploring the idea. So, for instance, um, you could explore an idea like a still life, and you could use it doing fine art, which would be exactly as. Um, or you could do abstract art, which would mean it would be all over the place. Um, and there's all impressionism and there's all sorts you can do, basically. So with um, when we were exploring ideas, one of the ideas was um, uh, how why do people see things differently? And I see things differently to some people. Um, I was thinking, well... I think it's because I've got good eyesight. <laughs> and so we did a picture, which was with a turner, um, where I had Vaseline on my eyes. And I was trying to, I was good at art. I was trying to do art exactly as, because I've been taught fine art. So I was trying to do, paint this lighthouse um, exactly as it, I see it. But I had Vaseline on my eyes. So the way, if you look at that turner picture, it's painted, you can see it's thick, heavy oil paint. And it's like the way you'd have like um, fingerprints if you would took a blob of Vaseline and you stuck it on a piece of paper, for instance, you'd have, it would be all blobby and because your fingers were in there. And that's what I saw through the Vaseline that was all over my eyes. So that was one exploration of idea, um, to see what other people see and that if you're partially sighted, that's what kind of we thought partially sighted might, people might see. Don't know if that's true. But, um, yeah, it, it wasn't... We didn't think completely blurry because blurry and and being flat is probably what they see. But because it was Vaseline, it, was, it wasn't flat. It was like blobs of flat Vaseline on my eyes. And you can tell from the picture I was trying to do it exactly as... But what I saw was blobs, and that's what is in the picture. 
um, there's another one, um, a Monet, which was Impressionism, and that's like the beautiful colours, not necessarily the colours that you would see in nature, but um, beautiful colours nevertheless. So it's like, well, okay, so these paintings, that was supposed to be, Hampstead Heath used to extend um, beyond the graveyard, of Highgate graveyard, and that was painted there, around there, um, before it was housed over. So this is a long time ago. And um, the colours, it's like, how do you exchange the colour? So you could just use the other side of the um, colour spectrum to exchange your colours for another colour or just do, you know, slightly lighter colours using colours that appeal to you. Um, that was more what that was about. Um, you're not doing anything particularly exactly, exactly. You're just kind of giving the impression of what that is not what it looks like in reality um and it's like with ideas you can explore them say for instance with film you might say okay i want to do a political idea um is that enough no is a political piece of art enough on its own no i don't think so it has to be more than just a political idea it has to be appealing to the eye for people to want to look at it it has to it has to say something it has to speak to you it has to provoke thought that's what's interesting about art um and that's why people would want to go and see that artist again and again and again or or come back and look at that picture again and again and again because there's so many thoughts that would come off this one idea that they may have put in that is appealing to the eye or that is uh, connects with you um and with film you might have a political idea fine what's interesting about a political idea you want to have a film that looks good you want to have a film that um with characters that you really like or that you really don't like or both preferably both <laughs> or it could be a, like a famous actor that you think is really really good in this film people are going to come and watch that so there's all sorts of things that contribute to your main idea and it's the same with artwork. When you're trying to convey an idea with an artwork, it's not just one idea, even though you think it is. It needs to be more than one idea. It's, a, let's say, a political idea, but then you need to look at how visually engaging that is. Um, you have to say, does this political idea actually work within this visually engaging colour set, if that's what it is? You know, there's so many questions that artists ask themselves that you don't necessarily see when you just look at a painting. So, yeah, that's a picture. Yeah. What is the picture saying? Not all pictures do say things, but quite a lot of artists do like to have their work examined and critiqued because they want to see if um, if the general public understand their picture. So the next one, if they don't, they might make it clearer um, or incorporate some of the... Uh, finer points that they may have missed in their first first painting. Um, I've done loads and loads and loads and loads of artwork. Loads. Some good, some rubbish. Um, and one time, in this is going back to the Armageddon, when they were blowing things up and they were... They'd blown up and disappeared a few churches and stolen all the riches and basically graffitied some of the church. Oh, it was terrible. 
And um, so the Pope went mental when um, I say that, I shouldn't say that. But he was really angry with me for letting this happen. So I agreed to um, refurbish um, the churches, um, donate loads of money towards that to make sure that it was done in the exact way it should be. So like with fine art, you can't do, um, well, you could, but it's, you have to, in however you were taught, I was taught the way the monks taught me, which was to make the paint yourself. You have to make the paint. And it's the background that's so important in the first instant. And you spend years doing that, just that, until they trust you to do other things. Because <laughs> um, their work's so important. So it was like, right, okay, this these churches have to be refurbished in the same way that they would have been in the time that they were built. So, you know, spires, we have to replace spires. Um, you know, there's carvings, all sorts of things, stone masonry work, loads of stuff. So that's what was happening with that. And um, um, then, obviously, they were blowing things up and they were just basically sucking the joy out of everyone's life. They were making everyone depressed. No one was allowed to laugh at actually something that was funny because they might find it offensive. People only laughed about other people's downfall, which is clearly, clearly mental. And... um, Colours, they were, you know, they were against having beautiful colours or beautiful artwork around them. That's what's missing from England, I think, from the revolution of the Industrial Revolution, that is. Um, Previously, everyone used to think about how things looked, how, what artwork went into things. Like, there was lots of stonework and it's all, you know, artistic stonework in the architecture. And, And then... After the Industrial Revolution, there were so many people we had to cater for. There wasn't any money. So it was just like, can we have basic housing? Can we have... Just just make an office. Just bricks. You know, a tin shed. We don't care. And you've probably seen some of the offices that we have now that, that aren't that bad, actually. But you kind of think, why would anyone do that? Because we, there was a shortage. There was a shortage of space. There was, you know, people needed to be mobile because everyone was being attacked. Um, so they had those um, sort of like tin cabin things that you get on the back of lorries, you've probably seen it on Ikea advert and that was they were converted into offices for for mobile offices and things like that there's nothing pretty about them they're just functional which is fine if that's what you want but you know in the planning of England that was not included everything had a purpose everything was done beautifully it was supposed to be exact everything's supposed to be beautiful can't really say that about London really (laughs) some of it is but it's quite a lot that isn't and that I'd like to see change um anyway back to the Armageddon so they blew up the Sistine Chapel and I was like oh my god the Pope is going to really really get angry and I do not like the Pope getting angry at me I really can't stand it I just like no 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 I have to do something um anyway so the monks were there and they were like, right, so um, can you start making some paint and doing the background? So that's what I did, basically chopped up and made some paint and um, started doing the background. And the time of the day of the scene on the Sistine Chapel, um, they asked me, what time of the day would you like? And I was like, mm, I like that just before the sun turns into sunset, that kind of petrol blue. But we decided on, um, this wasn't in England, obviously, um, we decided on about 3pm, I think it was, something like that, as the, as the nicest blue. 
And um, anyway, so we started doing that. And the way they do it is they do grids. So you can see this bit goes there, that bit goes there, that kind of thing. And um, everything's exact. But they um, got murdered. And I'm not sure if they were all quite alive. I don't think I was even quite alive. Um, but the, it was just me after a while. You can guess who did it. Usual sub suspects. Um, Angel was there and Angel helped um, as well. Um, doing the artwork, that is. And um, protecting me. And... Um, God, it was terrible. I was just like, well, what am I going to do? I can't leave it. If I leave it for, for years and years and years, the Pope's going to find out because the Sistine Chapel is, you know, documented. Everyone's known, can find pictures and stuff and they'll see that it's completely different. So it would be obvious. Um, but then it will go even more mad if I don't do anything about it. So I was like, right, okay, I'll do it. I'll finish it off. And I kind of knew what they wanted because I'd seen, obviously, I'd seen the plans. And so I just painted in the grids luckily my maths was fantastic because if I didn't have that I would have been all over the place so I managed to stick in the grids and the reason why it was important to have really really good maths I thought anyway was because the monks are so exact I mean really so exact they'll make you do it again do it wrong do it again do it wrong do it again do it wrong do it again they don't care how many times you do it wrong you're doing it again basically and they may spend 20 years doing that I mean that's how long they will take to get it perfect and that's how important it was. So I was like, I've got to do this perfectly. I've got to do this perfectly. And um, the reason why is because when the sun hits your heavenly scene, it has to be perfect. It can't just be, it can't be like a little corner. You can see like, oh no, you can't. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be like awe-inspiring. Um, so yeah, I think I did a few things wrong. <laughs> but... Um, it all got sorted out, and they, they, I think they retouched it, so a few little wrong bits went right. But on the whole, the Pope was really angry, which was really surprising, because I really buttercut to do that, really buttercut. He was angry, and then when he saw it, he wasn't angry, because he thought it was beautiful, so I thought that was all right then. But, oh, oh, I hate getting in trouble for what they do. I hate it. It's like, how would they know what it's like being told off by the Pope? even if they knew even if the pope told them off would they care they wouldn't care because it wouldn't mean anything to them because they're not religious so they just don't know what it's like to be in my shoes which brings me to the tate it's like the different perspectives um the art can bring you for instance like there's that massive spider there where it's like what is the point of having a massive spider in the middle of the tate which i don't even know if it's still there but <laughs> it was there it's to do with perspective it's like you know, a tiny little spider in reality but then there's this massive sculpture and you're the tiny little spider standing underneath this massive sculpture of it's just like it's like the spider is the human and you're the spider and that's what's really interesting about art i mean you don't have to get it all the time but it's it's like putting yourself in these different perspectives is really really fun and really interesting as well um, anyway, so after the Sistine Chapel, I couldn't write everything on my CV and I didn't think anyone would believe that I painted the Sistine Chapel. So I just thought, and plus I didn't really want anyone to find out straight away um, because um, uh, the fact that it blown up in the first place, I just, I didn't want to get the blame for it. I didn't want to get everyone like going, blah, 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 blah. Who do you think you are? And we're just like, yeah. And what can I do about that then? I did what I could, so I make no apology. Anyway, it's well documented, so 
everyone knows full well that they can see the old pictures and they can see the new pictures so they can see it's completely different but it still looks good um but i thought i'm not putting that on my cv i'll just put paint and decorator instead uh, because um everyone at the time thought of painting as just like a picture that you put on the wall so I just thought I'm not even going to bother putting ceiling painter. I just thought painting and decorating is fine. And I ended up doing, I think, plastering after that. Not really painting and decorating, but um, I ended up doing a bit of painting and decorating when they were short, but mainly plastering. Anyway, that is my secret um, about exploring ideas. I would just to also say... The negativity that was around this, which was considered drug dealers, but it wasn't considered drug dealers revenge. People now would see that as drug dealers revenge, but it wasn't. It was the pH game. It was basically people trying to explore the negative ideas. So, for instance, the big spider and you're the person underneath it and you're thinking they might interpret that as, oh, that means we can squash you. No, it doesn't. Um, so the interpretation is purely going to be a positive thing you know looking at things positively not acting out your negative interpretations or whoever's looking at something negatively because that clearly turns into something illegal as we all know now and a complete waste of time and totally totally ruins the vibe because I really like the art vibe anyway that's me Red Gachet thanks for listening bye